What's up, everyone? This is Landman here with another episode of Cheesehead Weekly. This is episode 19 now, um, and this is the uh, day after Memorial Day. Uh, it's a Tuesday, May 30, and uh, struggled a little bit coming up with the to- topic for this week in last week's Q&A. I did get an answer. Um, with a few ideas, but I wanted to save those for a little bit later. So, uh, thank you, Troy, for those ideas. That was very helpful. Um, but, um, yeah, I wanted to save those for later. Uh, once we get closer to training camps, I'm not using up all those, those sort of topics beforehand. Um, so I finally figured out something, and today's episode we're going to talk Packers on the Hot Seat. Uh, but before we get into that, um, we do have the Q&A and polls on Spotify, and uh, it would be great if we could see lots of participation in those, um, especially in the Q&As, um, just being able to answer my questions. Um, it was great that Troy um, saw that and uh, was able to answer that, you know, give me a few ideas. That's always great. And I'm grateful for any support that I get. That's on Spotify. There's a link in the description of every episode on every platform uh, to send in a voice message. Um, so that would be great. Haven't had one of these in a while. A question. You can put your topics, uh, things you want to see on the show too. And if you want me to play it on the show, I will. Uh, if you don't want to, just say so in the message and I won't play it on the show. Um, the podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Pandora. New episodes out every Tuesday. Hit the bell icon on Spotify at least to be notified when a new episode comes out. Tell your friends about the show and rate the show, especially those last two things there are really helpful in getting the show out to more people helping to build the show. So, um, I told you, dropped a little bit of a hint maybe, um, next episode. Uh, keep your eyes out. Uh, I have an important announcement to make, and uh, yes, it is on track, and I'm excited about it. Um, almost completed, and I am, yeah, as I said, excited um, to in, uh, bring this announcement to the show. This is going to be a, a big step in building the show, and I hope you guys um, are excited, and hopefully you will not be bored out of your minds by it. So, uh, before we get into our topic for today, we're gonna go over a little bit of news here. Um, so this is, uh, we went through our first week of OTAs. Um, you know, we had some guys, guys talking, you know, some press conferences after practices and stuff, um, uh, Andy Herman from the Packaday podcast was at the um, the one OTA practice um, that was actually open uh, to media, um, and so he was able to be there as part of that, and uh, gave a few reports. So check out the Packaday podcast for some of his OTA recaps and stuff. Um, that would be great. Um, it's great stuff. I listen to that. Um, so I'll, I'm not going to go over anything as detailed as he does. I don't want to take anything away from his show. 
Um, but really enjoy that show. Be sure to check that out. I know I have said a lot of good, great things about him lately, but I uh, discovered it, or maybe not discovered it, but started listening more lately, and I uh, really like the way he covers the Packers. He's definitely really um, engrossed in the Packers and has followed them for a number of years. Uh, so on injuries, uh, Packers cornerback Eric Stokes um, has been kind of a mystery concerning what happened to him. He had um, surgeries in both his knee and foot, and um, just recently got back to running. Uh, it's been a long journey for him, but he was looking good um, at OTAs from what I've heard. Uh, was running, you know, backstepping. Um, so you know, he was uh, he was he was moving around, and that's good to see. Look looked uh, like he was moving well, not any noticeable limps of, or anything. Same with Sean Gary, he was looking pretty good too. Um, obviously, you don't want to take that to the bank. We still have no idea when they're going to come back, and we kind of expect Sean Gary to miss some time. But it does look like, uh, but he, yeah, looking good in practice. Obviously, none of them are taking part in uh, team drills or anything. We're just working off to the side with trainers. Um, Packers uh, experimented a little bit with Sean Ryan at center, just trying to find different ways to get him on the field. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Because if it happens to, if he happens to be good at center, you know, uh, we're going to talk about Josh Myers a little later here. Um, so um, definitely could use some depth at center and some guys to challenge Josh Myers. Um, Christian Watson on Jordan Love, we have full confidence in him. Um, multiple players have said that Aaron Jones has also shown his support um, numerous amount of times. He was also. Um, also said that the Packers are ready to prove a lot of people wrong, and he doesn't want to hear anything about a rebuild. Um, he is uh, full send, ready to get it, and he expects them to do well. Um, the Rich Passaccia says the Packers are prepared to weather the storm. I kicker with Anders, Anders Carlson has they released Parker White, the other kicker on the roster, um, I said he was a practice squad candidate. That prediction is al already going to be wrong, it appears. Um, also, I would like to say something else from uh, last episode. Uh, going over court coaching hirings, I listened to the episode again. And I, uh, I noticed I said Redskins, Washington Redskins. Um, that would be Commanders. So I apologize to any um, Washington fans who may have been offended or, um, you know, felt that uh, I was being racist by using their old name. It's just I'm so used to Redskins, and uh, if you ask me, they shouldn't have changed it anyway. Um, see, yeah, I was mostly kidding there, but uh, <laughs> um, I realize most people aren't offended by that. But, uh, yeah, for some reason they were made, the, they kind of were under pressure to change the name. Um, I mean... They have a lot of history under Redskins, Commanders. It's just Commanders, and there ain't nothing there as far as that goes. The Commanders are no good. Uh, so uh, I think they should have just stayed Redskins, and, you know, maybe they would have had a little bit of legacy. Anyway, not like that. That was slightly off topic there. Um, the Bengals are going to host the Packers for joint practices before the preseason opener. 
Um, the Packers were going to host some joint practices. I forget with, I forget who with. Um, they did sign undrafted rookie wide receiver J- uh, Jadakus Bonds, and they released tight end Nick Gugamas um, in a um, corresponding move to clear a spot there. Um, they also signed undrafted rookie running back Emmanuel Wilson, and they were selected to host the 2025 NFL Draft, so that's big news for them, and very, um, uh, exciting, um, to have the draft in Green Bay, you know, as a smaller, smaller city, um, in the NFL, but, uh, a lot of rich history and uh, background there, um, tradition, great stuff in Green Bay, and I am excited for that. Um, Samori Toure has been really turning heads in this offseason. They've been mentioning him nonstop. Jason Vrabel said the wide receivers coach was like, 83 looks unbelievable, added like 8 to 10 pounds. Um, to him, like, he's putting in the work out there, and it's exciting. Uh, I cannot wait to see more of Toure. I think he can have a good year, and I'm excited to see what he can do. So, I guess we'll get into, um, today's, uh, topic. Um, also, just quickly to go over Jordan Love. I guess people want to know what he's doing at OTAs. He looked a little bit, you know, a little bit inconsistent. Good plays here and there. Defense kind of was the winner of the day um, where uh, the media was able to see what was happening. Uh, The winner of the day was kind of the defense, and offense really struggled early, but Love threw some touchdown passes towards the end. There was some good, there was some bad, you know, you can – a little bit inconsistent, and uh, I think we're going to see some of that. I think we're going to see some of that throughout the season, but I do expect the Packers to have a, kind of a better year than some people do think. Um, I think Aaron Jones is somewhat right, and I think he would know being the starting running back of the Packers and working out with love and seeing what they are capable of. But let's go get into here the Packers players slash coaches on the hot seat in Green Bay. So, um, start with number one. This is a very obvious one. I have talked about it numerous times. Had a voice message um, um, from Elijah asking me a question about it, about him. Uh, this is Joe Barry, defensive coordinator. If there is anyone on the hot seat that you can say for sure is on the hot seat, uh, in Green Bay, it is Joe Barry. And, um, I think this is just, we've went over a lot of this before, um, but either the scheme fit isn't great for the players or (laughs) the players aren't great for the scheme. Um, something's got to give, like, Goody's got to draft players that fit the scheme, or Barry's got to adjust the scheme, and it looks like, um, Barry is a little bit more on the hot seat than Goody is, so, um, 
in my opinion, that means Barry needs to start changing the scheme because the players don't really fit the scheme. As you could tell, a lot of regression um, last year from veteran players even that played at a very high level in, in years past, even when the defense wasn't that great. Um, I think they have, especially for corner, the secondary, um, like uh, the corners, they like to play aggressive, they like to play press man, Jair Alexander, that's written all over him towards the end of the season, we saw some of that, um, but that's just got to start from the begin with, I think, to, or to begin with, I think uh, Barry should know by now who Alexander is, the type of player he is, and same with Russell Douglas, Eric Stokes, um, you know, even Keyshawn Nixon, I think these guys like to play aggressive, they're fast, they're athletic, um, Goody dr likes to draft guys like that, uh, and then Carrington Valentine I mentioned coming in, he's a press man corner, he's not going to see any success, I think he has very high upside for a 7th round pick, but he's not going to have any success in this defense if he's going to have to play a lot of off man and zone stuff, because that's not really his forte. Uh, so Joe Barry's going to have to change the scheme. I think that's what's going to have to happen. If it doesn't happen, if the defense is not great, they have to be top five, I believe, this year or better uh, for Barry to stick around. And I think Matt LaFleur kind of made a mistake there riding with it, and I think he's facing some pressure too, but obviously not on the hot seat. Number two, uh, I, stole, I sort of stole this one. Um, uh, Andy Herman did an episode on Packers players on the hot seat. I did vary it. I wanted to see which players he did. I didn't listen to his full episode. I wanted to see what players he had. And, um, but I did not use some of his players. My rankings are a little bit messed, are a little bit different. I have a few different opinions on some of the guys. Um, uh, mostly I agree with what he was saying, but, uh, he mentioned Jordan Love at number two in his rankings. I'm going to put him there here as well. Now, uh, this is a little bit of a unique situation. Jordan Love, I think, probably is on the hot seat. I don't think the Packers, um, he's not a Hall of Famer. He hasn't already, you know, been here for a long time like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or someone, and so... If he has a rough year, well, well, they'll try to ride it out and see what he can do the next year. No, I don't think so. I think if he has a rough year this year, I think they are going to go try to draft a guy high. Next year, the quarterback class is good. Um, it's a str really strong class. We've got Caleb Williams coming out of USC, likely to be the number one overall pick and to be um, a very good one and lots of other guys. Um, I haven't studied into it too much, but just from what I've been hearing, it looks like a strong. Sounds like it's going to be a really strong class at QB. Um, so, and I expect Goody to to uh, dip into that. Maybe even if Jordan Love does perform good, but I think if he has a rough year, I think definitely Goody's going to be looking at drafting a QB in the first round. And um, it's yeah, it's I mean Jordan Love did is under contract next year yet. Um, and it's possible he's still a starter next year, but if he has a rough year this year and they think, well, maybe he's not going to be the guy after all, they're going to draft someone to develop a year or maybe even start halfway through the year next year uh, if Love isn't performing. 
Now here's the deal. They're very high on Love. They obviously think he can perform. The players think he can perform. Uh, we saw a little glimpse that he can perform, you know, uh, in um, when Rodgers went down against the Eagles there. Um, and I think he will perform. I think there's obviously going to be some ups and downs like there always is with a young guy who hasn't started yet. Um, but I think he's ready. I think everyone knows he's ready. He knows he's ready, and he is putting in the work um, to be ready. And I expect him, yeah, ups and downs, but I expect him to play overall well um, and have a promising enough um, season that they're going to know that he's the guy and um, they're going to want to roll with him um, in the future and look to extend him. Uh Number three on the list is A.J. Dillon heading into a contract year as the number two running back uh, behind Aaron Jones. Now, his role on the roster is solidified. He will be the number two running back. But I feel like we haven't seen enough of him, and you never know when Aaron Jones might be gone with his contract, and uh, he's getting older. Um, Obviously still playing at a high level, but um, eventually they're going to move off him, and A.J. Dillon at the time looked like kind of the pick of the future to kind of take over for Jones. Um, He doesn't really look like that guy at this point. So we definitely need to see some more from him. We've definitely seen flashes. Um, He's shown he can play. He's got to put it all together. He's got to, you know, do better at staying on his feet, you know, breaking tackles. Um, And he knows he has to work. He's, He's said that even to the fans. And that's what I really love about him. He knows he has to work. He's going to put in that work, and I want to see him improve his pass catching because he was flashing that, you know, the season before last and then last season was dropping passes, did not look near as good as as a pass catcher. And I think if he and Jones could be good pass catchers, that'll really help um, Jordan Love as well. Uh, so A.J. Dillon definitely needs to step up. Number four on the list is Darnell Savage Jr., um, this kind of, you know, he was in 2020, I believe it was, 2020 season, he was one of the best safeties, especially in the second half of the season, best safeties in the league, one of the best safeties in the league, he was doing really great, playing great, he's fast, he's athletic, and whenever he plays aggressive, just l- trusts his instincts and goes, uh, he's a really great player. But he missed, he's been missing tackles. He's never been that great of a tackler. And the rest of it, his coverage has regressed as well the past two seasons. Uh, we definitely need to see that get a lot better, especially this year. They're lacking a really great, solid, solidified starter at safety. Um, Darnell Savage is going to need to improve. And obviously, this I can see this being a product of Joe Barry, too. Um, so a lot of these... These players, um, other players here I'm going to mention as well, are maybe a little bit products of, you know, not being utilized correctly um, in the in the scheme, or within the scheme, or just not changing the scheme um, to fit the player. And um, I think Joe Barry um, definitely can, can be taking some blame here too uh, for Savage not developing the way we want him to, I think he can put it together. I've been high on Savage. I've been just hoping he can get better, have that breakout year, um, be consistent, put it all together, but 
I don't know. It's it's looking less and less likely with two down seasons in a row now. But um, he has one more season to prove it. Um, they restructure his de- deal as if as if in a way they're open um, to um, extending him. Um, but playing on his fifth year option now, he's got to step up. Uh, number five on the list is Josh Myers, the center for Green Bay. He was a second-round pick, um, what was it, like three years ago now? Yes, I believe so. Oh, man, I'm having trouble remembering. He was drafted in the same same class as, like, um, not, not Jordan Love. Because Jordan Love's going into his fourth year, I think. I think Myers was after that, um, and he's going into his um, third year. Okay, yeah. So going to into his third year, not a contract year, but he's gonna have to perform better if he wants to keep his job. Um. Yeah, for for him, um, just. You know, he has had injuries, but he's been really inconsistent. He's flashed as well, but he just has to take that next step. He's got to have that breakout season, and we haven't seen that yet. Um, So I really would love if Myers could step up, but if not, I want to see some competition. Um, I definitely want to see some competition this summer at the center position with Zach Tom, maybe, um, maybe, you know, even out in Jenkins, you could put a center. Different guys there um, that they've had there, you know, that can play there. Uh, Jake Hansen and possibly even Sean Ryan. I want to, I want to see some competition. I think Myers will be the starting safety again, or center again. Sorry, but um, I think he's got to perform better if he wants to um, hold on to that job and secure himself a new uh, contract. You know, after next season. Number six. Uh, transitioning a little bit, um, these next five, um, and then I have some other players, um, kind of bonus players, but, um, number, these next five players here, six through ten, are kind of, you know, a little bit, not quite as much hot seat guys, just because, you know, of different circumstances, but number six on the list is Josiah DeGuara. The reason I don't think he is as much on the hot seat is just I'm not sure he was going to secure himself in second contract anyway with the Packers. Um, he's always he's never been a really dynamic, really athletic, uh, pass-catching tight end. Um, but he's got to show he can be a starter, um, or maybe not a starter, but like a uh, sort of a weapon, be utilized, you know, be used, um, be able to be put out on the field and not be a liability to be able to um to play at a solid even even average level um or slightly above average like with his blocking and everything um in his role be able to fulfill his role um the way the coaches want him to to the best of his ability and I think he will catch more passes this year Jordan Love seems to have connection with him and he's heading to a contract year. I don't think he'll be ultimately be back with the Packers on a second contract, but um, definitely would like him. But 
I guess you could say he's on the hot seat. I don't know. I have a hard time believing he's going to earn a second contract anyway, unless he can be back, like, really cheap. Just because he is and never will be really a great tight end premium, premium player. Uh, number seven on the list is Royce Newman. Royce Newman was not, did not start much, if any, last year. Um, but he has started in the past, and I think there is some question whether he'll make the roster this year. Um, he's he was kind of shaky as a starter. Um, I think as best as a backup, he's shown some upside though. He has shown some flashes um, for for um, where he was drafted. I think it was it looks like a good pick for Goody. But if Newman wants to stick around on the roster and you know even beyond, um, he's gonna have to show a little bit more here heading into his third season. Number eight is Preston Smith. Um, now Preston Smith, you know, he's a veteran getting older. He could just be cut just because just to save money. But you know the reason they keep him around and keep restructuring his deal and whatever. Um, is because he's willing to and because they want him around because he's playing good enough. He's been having up and down years, kind of kind of inconsistent from year to year. But um, I would love to see a big year here from Preston Smith again in what could be his last year in Green Bay um, just because he's getting older. Now, number 9, especially number 9, 10, and then my... Um, what I'm calling my sleepers, um, I don't consider to be on the hot seat per se, but could be out of Green Bay, or at least some people seem to think so, and number nine is David Bakhtiari, um, David Bakhtiari, from when he, when he does play, even, you know, he'll miss a game, you know, because his knee isn't feeling quite right, he'll come back in the next game, and he'll be playing at a high level, uh, just like he always is. So when he's playing, he's great, um, but obviously there are con some injury concerns, you know, with the knee. I'm not sure it's ever going to be the same. Um, it can't be the ACL at this point anymore, you know, just a little bit, a little bit funky, you know, and uh, and he's getting older, and they could they restructure his contract, they could um, cut him next year to save cap space as he has a fairly expensive contract. Here's the deal. The Packers, um, a lot of people thought they were going to get rid of Aaron Jones. Guys like Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, David Bakhtiari. Um, before, like this offseason, they didn't. They restructured contracts, kept them around. I think if David Bakhtiari plays at a high level, I think the Packers are going to do what they can to restructure the contract again, maybe whatever they can do to bring him back. Um Every year, you know, in the off season, there's talk about guys they can release. Even Dean Lowry, a few years ago, um, there was so much talk about him being released. You know, not playing at that high, at a very high level. You know, and how he should just be released. They restructured his contract maybe once or twice, but they never released him. They went, they he played out um, the rest of his deal um, before he left Green Bay. Um, so even guys like that, they won't even cut sometimes. Um, Brian Gutekunst likes to just try to push money off into the future to keep their good players like that, keep guys like Jones and Bakhtiari. And 
I expect him to kind of keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, I really, um, I would like to see uh, that happen again. I think Goody's going to do that uh, if he gets the chance um, to try to keep these players around if they keep playing at a high level. But, you know, it always could happen, um, and Bakhtiari could be gone next year especially if he struggles with injuries to stay on the field and stuff and doesn't play that well. Number 10 is John Runyon Jr., another offensive lineman heading into a contract year. Um, I have number 10 just because he has flashed. Every now and then he'll kind of disappear. Um, but I think overall he's been solid, and for where he was drafted, I think it was a good pick. Now, and... Obviously, he's not a dynamic player. He's not super athletic, you know, but he's he's just been a solid player, kind of a quiet. No one really talks about him, but he was a starter last year. I think they should keep him at one position, you know, left guard, right guard, right guard probably. Left guard seems to be Jenkins' position. And just keep him there, let him learn the position. And I think maybe he can earn himself a second contract in Green Bay. Um, but at this point, he's a little bit on the hot seat. Um, but if he has a really solid year, a little gets a little more consistent um, with his play, uh, I think he can be back um, in future years. Um, so a few sleepers here. I have Devondre Campbell, Aaron Jones, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon. These are just contract-related. Like, Devondre Campbell had a down year, but I think that is – uh, somewhat attributed to Joe Barry. You know, Campbell came in, had an all-pro season, then down year. Uh, Aaron Jones, that's purely contract-related. And like I said, um, I think maybe Packers try to trade him or something, but I don't. I think if they can't quite, if they can't get anything from him, this guy is a class act and uh, great for the locker room, amazing amazing guy like he transitioned to Jordan Love like he made the transition so much smoother obviously I'm sure he he said he wanted Rodgers back multiple times but um he also was quick to work with Love you know working out with him you know before the offseason program even started uh this guy is for real and he is still playing at a high level even in his seventh year and you don't see that too often with running backs uh, I think he fits Matt Floor's scheme perfectly, and it's great um, for the team. So obviously, it's going to be tough to keep him um, cap-wise, but um, maybe with without Rodgers um, here, maybe they will keep try to keep Jones, and uh, uh, we'll see where that goes. But obviously, it should be interesting uh, after this year what happens to the running back room with Dylan also in a contract year. Um, and Rasul Douglas, that's, you know, he's a little bit older. That's purely contract-related. If they wanted to save money, possibly. But I think this guy's a good player, and I would sure hope they can keep him. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, um, I'm only saying this because he's on a one-year deal. He's in the contract year, and they're kind of expecting him, you know. It's kind of like a prove-it deal, even though he's sort of already proved it. Like, uh, but I think if he plays good on defense and plays good other places, that's going to kind of give him an idea. Um, and also has another good year of special teams. That's going to give them an idea, you know, how much to pay him and 
hopefully earn himself a second contract here, a longer-term contract here in Green Bay. And that's what I ultimately hope uh, happens, but you never know. Uh, he definitely has to perform, and he's already looking great in OTAs from what, um, from what I've heard. So, um, you know, playing some on defense, looking to, uh, to be the starting nickel, nickel corner. Um, so that is it for my Packers players slash coaches on the hot seat. It's kind of difficult to know, you know, like some players have a little bit of pressure, but like they're going to be around next year. Um, I feel like that's a little bit kind of what it is with Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell, guys like that. Like, they're probably going to be around. They're under contract. Uh, they're not costing a ton of money. But yet, they also are under pressure to perform, especially guys like Campbell, who had a down year. Um, but I think this is a lot of this, especially on defense, is on Joe Barry, you know, just to be able to help these guys perform, you know, having a down year. Um schematically maybe things need to change and I think that could help um, if um, he is helping these players play to their strengths um, and uh, just like we've talked about before elevating players putting them in positions to succeed and um, you know basing your scheme off that basing your scheme off the players not just um, the way you like um the formations you like to see on the field. Uh, so, the, yeah, that is all for this episode. Check out the Q&As and polls on Spotify uh, every episode. And um, there's a link in the description. Every episode, every platform, send in a voice message. would really like to see that. New episodes every Tuesday. Uh, tell your friends about the show and rate the show. And I will talk to you later. Stay tuned. Episode 20 coming up. Goodbye.